You're listening to the Heroes Power Hour, presented by BlizzPro.com. Your host, Balrog fan, Zexorus, and DJ Tyrant. What is up, everybody? This is the Heroes Power Hour. We are Heroes of the Storm podcast brought to you by BlizzPro.com. I'm your host, DJ Tyrant, and with me is the full crew. We have a lot of stuff to talk about. Blizzard drops a a bunch of stuff for us. We uh, had the conclusion of Crucible. We got some new teams in HCC, and we lost some teams in HCC. So lots to talk about, but as always, we like to start our our uh, show off with everybody's week in games we're going to start off with balrog fan how are you doing what have you been playing lately uh i recently decided to approach uh speedrunning cuphead i haven't put in the full effort yet um i got uh, roughly three tours of the way through the run before uh i ended up tapping but uh yeah i'm gonna keep working on that hopefully set a time uh i got the snes classic pretty cool played a lot of that Played some heroes, well played a game of heroes in the pre-show match that made room for bacon, but I did go one and zero, which probably better than your guys' overall record at the end of that. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. Uh, we're going to move on to Zexorus. How are you doing, my friend? How have, has your week been in heroes? Uh, I casted Thursday night the grand finals with Paloran, and that was pretty cool for Chair League Division One, and it was the clowniest stuff I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> past that, I've only played because I was hanging out with Balrog fan this weekend. We went and saw Hell in a Cell. <laughs> it was, and I had no idea who anybody was, so I immediately latched on who I thought were the heels. Except for Jinder Mahal, he's the Maharaja of my heart. <laughs> um, I, I was I so thrilled during all of that, you know. I, I can't believe he <laughs> got the uh, cardboard so he could make that hashtag not my Maharaja sign. Yeah, I should have made the signs, but I got lazy. Yeah, it happens. But yeah, th- I mean, I played some uh, some Super Punch Out on Charlie's uh, S his uh, SNES Classic, and uh, yeah, that was fun. That was good times. Nice, awesome. Uh, Elena, how about you? How's your week been in games? Not too much now that I'm I'm working different shifts, so my gaming desire is all out of whack. Cause usually I play games late night, now I'm working late night. So I did level Anna up to about six ish. I still like it a lot. It's very dependent on what the more so what the enemy team comp is versus what my team comp is, how I build her. Uh, especially on the heroics, but um, getting back into my favorites, I played a couple games of Tracer and Nazebo just to throw spiders at people. Um, and now I have the Halloween event on both games, so I've been playing a little bit of that. Well, on the PTR, but uh, the Overwatch one is a lot of fun because it's like PVE mode. And it changed a little from last year, so that was entertaining. Yeah, that released uh, today for those of you watching live. Um 
the PTR as well as uh, the Overwatch Halloween event. Still have to check that out. But anyways, uh, Pflame G, how has your week been in games? <laughs> very muted, apparently. <laughs> I'm very muted. I uh, I casted with Jimmy on Sunday, and uh, we did the um, training grounds for uh, the dorm teams. So Test was putting on an event for dorm teams to just kind of practice against each other, uh, basically streamed scrims. Um, so it was cool getting to cast. I've never cast with Jimmy before. Um, got to see some good teams play. Um, and uh, uh, my wife has been getting back in the hots now that she's upgraded her computer, which has been nice. And uh, and then this night, I was exposed for how bad of a player I am. So that was fun. <laughs> I watched. Oh I watched my goodness! Twenty-six coins. That was fun. That was yeah, pretty yeah, brutal. The game was like not great, but that was mostly a compositional thing. The next two games, I just played really bad. That happens. We all have our off nights. Yep. Uh, but yeah, as for myself in games, been uh, pretty light. Been really busy. Um, ended up actually going to uh, Six Flags on Saturday night, and we'd never done a, a fright fest thing and that was actually pretty fun uh all the rides had like no lights on them so it was really dark and then obviously there's zombies and other stuff roaming around the park trying to scare you did you get spooky scared i got spooky scared twice nice so I, uh, it was a lot of fun though but yeah we're we're probably gonna go back again at some point um but yeah as far as games a little bit of heroes here and there. Um, definitely played the the pre-show games today, and they were um, they were fun. Except when Balrog fan left. Yeah, and then we lost by like four levels three times in a row. Yeah, no, it was rough. I don't even understand what happened. I don't either. <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's get onto the news because there is quite a bit of news to discuss. Uh, we did know that Junkrat was coming to Heroes, but we got the PTR. Uh, available now for people to check out the new hero Junkrat and with it comes uh, not a surprise the Hallows End event but also what has kind of been happening with pretty um, pretty strong reg regularity is significant changes to some heroes and we'll, we'll touch on some of those in a bit especially the major reworks but let's talk about Junkrat a little bit we finally have his kit uh, revealed to us and there's some really interesting uh, things in it, especially specifically, I think uh, the rocket ride is second heroic, um, where he launches in the air, blows up a, a location, and then goes back to the altar. Um, and what? Favorite. What? Are, yeah, it's you. You've played Junkrat, right? Physical. I got three games in before the queue started getting uh -huh. a little fuzzy because solo queue PTR is fun. Yeah. Um, so what do you what do you think about Junkrat? How does he play so far? He's. It's he's an interesting hero because a lot of people felt he was supposed to be that hero that came in and scared the crap out of everybody, and that's not true because a lot of the people who are trying to play him are used to heroes that have direct pinpoint accuracy. You aim at this spot, you hit this spot, and you hit nothing else but that spot. And he does not play that way. With him, you can bounce the frag grenades off of building to hit somebody and. You can spam it, and then you have the level 16 talent with the split and everything like that. But he just, his heroics are kind of a matter of 
how you're going to play the game because I actually in Overwatch I love Riptire. I think it's hilarious. I think you can do so many things with it, but it's very different in Heroes because there aren't high walls to climb and things to go over with the exception of like a single wall between you and the team fight. It moves a lot slower in this game, so it's very easy to kill in comparison to the other one. And I I mean it might be easier for team fights on a more high rank level. But the rocket ride just is so much of a bully move because it can pair with so many things. The even before the level 20, you can pair it with your mosh pit, your ring of frost, your grav bomb, your maw, like all the things that are time traps. It's the perfect direction for it. Moves a lot like a I forget the name of it. Johanna's leap, her leap, the what is Fallen it called? Sword. Fallen yes. sword. Yes, it, it works like that, a little bit slower with a little less range. So it's one of those where if somebody is bullying your team, you can kind of peel them off. Um, it works very well for peeling off Chromies and making her force recall back to <laughs> her core. And um, the level 20 gets a little ridiculous because if you take the... the Gosh, I forget the name of the talent, but it, it changes the cooldown down to 20 seconds. So by the time you... As you that clip you sent me, you can use it on a tower... And by the time you get back to the fight from your core on the respawn, the mount moves so fast that the timer is already up and you can use it continuously. Mm. Yeah, so I don't know. When I first saw the uh, breakdown of his uh, skills, I, I just, in the back of my mind, like kind of like you were saying, this is going to be a really hard hero to use, I feel like, just because that's mm-hmm. not a lot of direct damage. You have to really line up your shots and, and know how to ricochet the, the frag launcher and stuff like that. Um, but for really, um, I don't know what, I don't know how to say it, really uh, forward thinking players, they can really set up some solid traps, and I think it'll be really interesting yeah. to see how it works. And the, I like what they did with the uh, the Rip Tire, which is his uh, ultimate from Overwatch. They brought it into Heroes, obviously, um, as they've done with all the Overwatch heroes. But uh, you can hit a button to let it jump over, have it hop over heroes and terrain and stuff like that. So you can be really sneaky with that, and it's gonna be there, there's gonna be some fun clips of that, I'm sure. It'll be um, interesting to see what comes out of that, too, with um, the hopping. Mm-hmm. The the one thing that is very accurate with him is his uh, W, his concussion mine. That's going to be your thing you use for um, pushing people, like pulling them back towards the team fight if they're trying to escape, um, getting yourself out of damage, because that's the one thing about Junkrat that did transfer is he does not damage himself, which is very nice and makes him a little more scary in that thing. The one thing that I didn't like is his E, his steel trap. It doesn't arm for two seconds, so if you try to throw it down at someone who's coming at you or killing you, it doesn't do anything for a full two seconds. So they can dodge it, they can get away from it, they can see it happening. Yeah, most definitely. Um, I haven't got a chance to play him or really see his toolkit kind of in action on... on a live game, but uh, it'll it'll be I think interesting. I mean, P Flame G, you play a lot of assassins. I mean, what do you think of Junkrat just from his just from a, a tool set? Um, I think it's interesting. I think uh, it'll be hard to set up. Like, I think 
to to be good with Junkrat, you're gonna have to have effective traps and have really good displacement with your W. Um, so he's gonna kind of be a a more team fight distorting hero and less of a I just pump out loads of damage hero. So, you know, if that's what you're, you know, good at. You know, I would. You know, you're not going to draft him with two supports and two tanks because you're never going to kill anybody. Uh, you probably won't kill a murky. But, um, you know, if you've got another damage dealer and you really want some team fight control and some zoning and stuff like that, he'll probably be pretty good. Mhm. Mm the knockback on the concussion grenade does launch uh, people over walls. So that's that's something to think about. That is uh, pretty important, honestly. That either put somebody way out of a team fight or into your base or something like that there's a lot of clowny stuff you can pull off with that mine and it, it seems really the distance is huge if I'm honest mm -hmm. for, for a regular ability and the amount of knockback that thing has it's, it's a little silly I, I played one like one quick AI game with him, and his wave clear is actually pretty strong. And then it gets even better in the you know 16, where you can just start spamming uh, frag grenades onto onto waves. Uh, Charlie and I were watching Alex the Proji mess around with him, and that uh, he was that was pretty disgusting to watch. Um, and like Helena said earlier, uh, there was that clip of uh, on Drunk Dunk Train stream. Where uh, this this Junkrat just kept suiciding into a bottom fort and getting all the damage off the trait and the impact from the missile and then ran right back, did it again. And, uh, like, you can't really stop that. Like, you have to completely lock him down in order to prevent that from happening. Mm. So, that's... And that's, the, re so the that's, return rocket is, what, four times faster than normal speed? Yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, I know Charlie just distracted me. Uh, Balrog fan, what, what do you think of uh, Junkrat, having watched a little bit of his uh, play? Well, I, I don't know how much I can add to what was already said, but he just reminds me of an Asmodan-type character, someone who's going to have very good range, very good lane clear and harass and all those kind of things. So I, I, I feel like he's definitely going to have a place in the meta mm -hmm. because those traps... <clears throat> Excuse me. Those traps look very, very strong, and I, I, I just feel like he's going to um, play a disruptive split push build very well. Uh, maybe, maybe best so in the game that currently has available. Yeah, I'm most definitely. Like, um, his one ability or the talent, uh, chattering teeth, where you can make the traps chase heroes. That's really <laughs> yeah, <entertaining>. that is. <laughs> Okay, so to be fair, that Chattering Teeth one kind of sucks. I haven't tried it yet because I, I, try, I tried it and it moves so slow. Oh. You need to set it up with like a, a, like a late game Rhaegar totem or something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what the, the thing I, I've been seeing some of the players don't like him or they don't think he does enough damage because they're. They're aiming him as a solo damage, like, how much can I do with just this character by himself? And he I, he doesn't seem to be that way. He seems to be more of a, a combination damage. Like, he builds off of who he's playing with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that makes sense. 
Yeah. Uh, but yeah, as, as Junkrat comes online, we'll have some more thoughts and impressions on him uh, as he goes live. You can, you know, your impressions are always different on the PTR uh, versus live for sure. So it'll be interesting to see um, how is uh, how is launch does versus other heroes. So we'll mm-hmm. talk about those those more in the coming weeks. Uh, one thing I did want to mention, we didn't have this on the notes, but uh, what is happening in these major patches fairly often is the ranked battleground battleground rotation uh, is getting changed once again, and we're getting Sky Temple back. So I'm I'm excited about that. It's one of my favorite battlegrounds. So super excited about that. We're we're, we're also getting Garden and Braxis uh, back. So um, unfortunately, but. Uh, we are losing Infernal Shrines, Battlefield of Eternity, Warhead Junction. I'm okay with that. I feel like we've played the Diablo maps forever now, and I'm okay with them going away for a little bit here. Um, but yeah, like any, my worst win rate by a long shot, so it's time to rank up. Which, which one? Battlefield. Oh, yeah. Um, so any quick thoughts before we move on from, from that? Uh, uh, fan? I know you have opinions on, on the Battlegrounds. Oh, I just don't like how they're lying to us and saying Volskaya Foundry is a map. That exactly. I still haven't gotten it. I haven't got to play it once. <laughs> I'm getting it was nice. twice. They used to bump the, like, how often you'd get it for, like, a week or two after it showed up. That was pretty nice. I think, ideally, they'd do that and but not have it, it for rank. Yeah, three. exactly. So you can play your quick match on rank draft and get a lot of frags on Volskaya, and then you hit ranked next week, and you can... Um, use all your newfound knowledge. Doesn't that uh, mean that Garden of Terror is coming back for ranked? Yes, yes. it is. Yeah, it's, it was added to the rotation. Yep, hard pass. Warhead there we Junction go. or Garden of Terror, though, you know? I'd rather have yeah, Warhead. I don't hate, I, I don't hate I, Garden. Well, hey, I mean, you can finish Warhead Junction in 5 minutes and 12 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> that, and that's exactly my point. There we go. Uh, uh, we're, not, we're not roll twenty, so that'll never happen. But yeah, the uh, yeah, exactly. But uh, one of the really big reworks coming in this patch, and I honestly didn't see this coming, but I guess I shouldn't be too surprised about this. But Zuljin getting a ton of changes to his kit, uh, as is tradition lately with Blizzard. They're adding a baseline quest for uh, Zuljin. Um, giving you better attack range and uh, twin uh, twin cleave revolving twice if you uh, complete it. It's basically uh, hitting basic attacks on heroes. That's that's the quest. And it's uh, really interesting to see the direction they're going with this. And I almost feel like, um, w- w- especially with his talent at level 16, uh, the new, new talent there, No Mercy, He's almost a counter to Garrosh now. Or or tanks in general, really. I mean, he's good against... Because the 16 talent is the basic attacks against heroes marked with Grievous Slow Ignore Armor. So he's a counter to heroes with armor. I don't know that he's... Well, maybe. He's a short-range hero until you get that quest up. So he's in threat from Garrosh, but he also has his ult um, to protect him if he gets thrown in. So maybe he's fine against Garrosh. Uh, I think he's just, in general... Gonna be a harder scaling hero. Um, they baseline you want axe, and you get just attack damage from it. Um, and it's a nerf at the beginning, but you should get more attack damage by the end. You get a couple. You can get two separate attack range increases. Um, the twenties got a lot better. Uh, yeah, that's that's also what I wanted to mention. He's gonna be really really good <laughs> late game. 
Yeah. Um, so, I'm happy. I really like Soul Gen. Yeah, so. but Buzzsaw at 20. Uh, it's the uh, add-on for Guillotine. Now, if Guillotine kills a hero, you instantly heal to full health. Which allows yeah. you to be way more aggressive. And if you know you can get that kill with Guillotine, you can you can go for that now. Yeah, and then his his uh, other ult upgrade, in addition to healing you for half the damage you deal, uh, it will and decrease the duration by one second. It's a huge survivability tool. And the other option, which I think is still a powerful ability, but will probably be outshined by Amani Resilience, is uh, Forest Medicine, where his mm -hmm. E no longer requires a channel and it cannot be interrupted. So it's just an activatable heal for 30% of your health. Yeah. Um, no questions asked. Mm -hmm. Which is Do nice. Do you think people will pair that with Amani Rage, the new one he got at 4? Um, Amani Rage activates instantly lose 50% of your current health and regained over 6 seconds. Um... Huh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so it could be. That <laughs> talent is to spike your damage. Right, exactly. Right. If you if you have it pair like it feels dangerous to use to spike, mm -hmm. but when you're pairing it with something like forest medicine, well Yeah. Yeah, no, that's possible. Um I think some definitely some people will pick a money range and sometimes they'll blow themselves up and sometimes it'll be really cool. And just speaking as an Uther main, I can tell you no mercy is gonna be a major pain in my ass for because I, I, I rely heavily on that armor to mitigate my long cooldown. So he yes. feels kind of like a direct counter to Uther, more, even more so than, than Zul'jin. Yeah, I mean, it's nice to have some heroes who can work through armor. Yeah, um, definitely. You know, Malfeld does it with his trait, um, and Zul'jin now can do it at 16. So it's not, you know, the first 15 levels of the game, he doesn't have anything. Right. Um, and now he has, he has to mark them. Um, so I think it's should be pretty good. Yeah, I've got no problem with the, the effects of, of removing armor because they need to exist. Mm -hmm. and, and giving him a special a specialization in something along with basically baselining a, a, uh, a mer uh, I'm sorry, a, um, God, why am I blanking on the assassin quest where you kill things for basic attack Oh, damage. yeah. Season oh, mark seasoned marksman. Seasoned marksman. They basically baselined a seasoned marksman into him that also gives him range. He's just, he's going to be very improved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most definitely. But we're not going to go through all the uh, changes. Make sure to check out the uh, Heroes site for that. Or actually, heroesofthrone.blitzpro.com has this patch notes up for you. Check them out. There's a lot of changes that you'll want to uh, check out for him. But uh, the other one we're really going to highlight, though, is Muradin is getting a very significant rework. Losing some basic attack damage, but it's hammer time. A baseline quest has been added. Hit 25 enemy heroes with Stormbolt, and every hero who dies within two and a half seconds of being hit by Stormbolt grants you three stacks. And once you're at 25 stacks, phase attacks will reduce the cooldown of Stormbolt by one second, and it'll pierce as well. So combining a lot of those talents that were pretty standard for most Muradin players. Um, Zex, I know you as a, a warrior player probably uh, excited about this because Muradin's kind of been a little bit out of the meta for a bit. For a bit. Well, I feel like Muradin's kind of suffered from the ETC syndrome there for a while. He, like, he's not bad. They're just... Like, I don't even know why he left the meta. There's really People get nothing bored wrong of, with him. of, of heroes. 
Like, yeah, sometimes yeah, people, they just follow the meta because, like, I've been playing ETC for three months. I don't want to play him. They stop playing it for two months, and somebody picks up ETC again and remembers, oh, yeah, he's broken. Yeah, that's fair <laughs> enough. But, yeah, I messed around with ETC some today, and, like, I'm a huge fan of Sledgehammer in general. We all know this. I, I look for any excuse to take Sledgehammer. We murdered him. With, yeah, with, yeah, with Murden. And I like it. Like, I like it because the two talents that kind of conflicted with being able to take that were at one and, or were, was, you know, was it one and four, you know? But now they've rolled that into its baseline, and now it's just really, really nice. I mean, you still take Perfect Storm, the Stormbolt decrease is nice. It, it, it doesn't feel like you run out of as much mana quickly. Um, the dam you, you kind of, you, if, you, if you're a Sledgehammer fan, you do notice the decreased damage off of it. Mm -hmm. But once you get that quest completed, like, your damage starts ramping up in a hurry. I mean, you gotta back a lot because of it, but, like, it ramps, it ramps up in a hurry. I think I... The, the AI game I was messing around in, I think I topped uh, 2,200 damage with a storm bolt onto a structure. And that's that's late game ridiculousness. And I tried out the Bronzebeard Rage talent. I didn't like it. Like, it sounds really good. It sounds like it would be really good for, like, long, drawn-out team fights. Yeah, just just grab healing static still. I mean, that's still the way to go. Uh, the hey, the the playmaker, the playmaker uh, change at twenty is interesting, but nobody takes haymaker. So that's uh, not true. Okay, nobody takes it in a serious setting. <laughs> okay, I'll I'll, I'll, uh, I'll allow that. This unstoppable force actually sounds really good. While Avatar is active, you get 20 armor and basic attacks reduce the cooldown to Thunderclap and Dwarf Toss by a half second. That sounds really strong. But then again, he has Rewind. And usually Rewind is all you're going to need. Mm -hmm. And if you've gotten that quest done, you're going to have a Piercing Bolt. You're going to have, you know everything you need to be able to just run through people in the late game. But I like what they were trying to do with that. So that's, that's my thought. I, people are talking about like dwarf toss being a thing now, like a dwarf toss build. And I'm like, you're kind of just taken away from his, his strengths, which is his in, in game fight sustain and, or his uh, team fight sustain and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I can I can get behind that. So, but yeah, I mean it's it's brief tonight with me. I mean it's it he's gonna come back in the meta. I think, like I really like these changes. These are these are really strong changes. Mm -hmm. Most definitely, so. I I'm excited to play with these changes. Um, there's definitely some other big changes for other heroes but i think we're going to leave those for next week just when the patch does go live we're assuming next week the patch goes live um as yeah a lot more uh, other 
supports, other warriors are getting some pretty big changes, and those will all be really interesting to see how they play out. Uh, and what's really interesting about that is that this exact patch will be played during BlizzCon. Um, and as we were talking about that in our group chat today, we, we were like, well, why, why is Junkrat available when these players only have a couple weeks to adjust to him? And Blizzard, right before the show started, uh, tweeted out that Junkrat will be disabled for HGC Finals, which I think we can all agree is a pretty good thing just for the health of the competitiveness of the game. With all these changes mm -hmm. already that these teams are having to adjust to, adding a new hero onto that as well um, is going to be would have been pretty rough, I think. And this will be this will be the first time Anna is available, correct? Yes, um, I think part of the reason that the Junkrat is disabled for the finals is what is it? The Korean servers will patch four days before, or something like that. Four days before they leave for BlizzCon, so that would give yeah. them like three days to practice with him on live. Yeah, and they'll they'll be doing a lot of scrims with the the teams there once they're in uh, California. Um, but yeah, what what I was worried about, and I want to talk a little bit about this just because I thought it was an interesting conversation we had, was. It would have, I felt like, made some of the teams either try to learn Junkrat very quickly or just decide we're going to waste a ban on this hero so that we just never have to deal with it during this tournament just because we don't want to spend the time adjusting to him. Um, Balrog fan, what, what are your thoughts on, on that? And um, obviously, I think we I think we all agree that this is a good decision. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, they, they didn't need to add the chaos of Junkrat into this mix, especially with such volatile changes to Zul'jin and Muradin, who could potentially become first ban, first pick material off of these changes. Yeah, I I really dislike the reworks happening at all in this patch. Because um, like Charlie said, just huge changes right before a competitive event are rough. Um, like, some teams are going to understand it well, and some teams are not going to. And you're going to get a lot of, uh, you know, results that are based on, you know, maybe Roll20 understands the meta, and they actually beat Dignitas, even though they're not as good as Dignitas. Um, you're going to have results like that. And, like, to be fair, you know, your ability to read a patch and your ability to adapt to it is a skill. Um, but you're going to have teams who are just mechanically worse, worse at, you know, shot calling, worse at teamwork, who pull off wins. And I think, you know, it's, it's my personal opinion that, um, you know, what should be rewarded at, at the biggest competition of the year is the mechanical skill, the shot calling, all those things, not, you know, how good are you at guessing what the patch is going to bring. Um, so I really wish this patch was just a lot more stable didn't have these huge changes yeah i mean I we only mentioned stuff with, yeah yeah i mean but. we only mentioned the murd and in zuljin changes i mean go look at the patch notes yourself there's tons of impactful changes to many of the supports in the game as well as some of the other warriors so um it could be it could be the, really the wild west 
Um, and the thing is, it'll be good for the for the audience, for the viewing audience to see. I think if the the meta is going to be this, as volatile as I think it will be, um, and I think that might have been the thought process behind initially having Junkrat available. It definitely was. It was definitely, we want people to see this cool new hero. We want people to see, oh, Drunkcraft's fun. He does crazy things. This will be fun to watch. Um, so, you know, that's more entertaining that way. But if you're looking for, like, the actual highest quality games, then having Drunkcraft playable is not what you want at all. I think I think it'll still have that quality of, like, oh, look what this can do, but it will be Ana instead. Because with the double, the double support and all these healer changes, it's going to be interesting to see how many drafts she makes it through to being picked versus being banned. I 100% agree. Anna's going to be the hero to watch in this tournament because teams have had plenty of times to mess around with her at this point. And, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, we could see some very interesting um, meta evolution based around Anna's presence. And, and also the fact that none of the teams, aside from scrims, are going to get to see what others pair with her or how good they are with her or what tricks they have up their sleeve with her until BlizzCon. Uh, I'm going to briefly say, I'm going to say brief, uh, since these this patch is going to be live and the hero changes are going to be live for, uh, for BlizzCon. Uh, welcome back, Johanna. Yeah, I mean, we didn't even touch on that, but she's getting a pretty significant health increase. Um, and that, that, as a warrior, that's kind of what you want. Oh my goodness, what is going on? That's not me <laughs> typing. I know, I know. Typing. I wasn't going to accuse you, Zex. Anyways. My fault. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, yeah, I was scrolling through trying to find these Joe changes just really quickly, but yeah. Falling Sword getting a buff. Uh, hold Your Ground at 1 getting a buff. Uh, now I'm just talking about the, the health buff. Yeah, just the health buff alone is pretty yeah, huge. So it's yeah. almost 200 more for her. So, yeah, I, uh, that that alone is just going to bring her just rampaging back into the meta. Mm -hmm. So, that, I mean, sorry, I know we said we weren't going to... No, it's okay. The others, no, I, I think that was a good one, just to em emphasize our point on how volatile this patch can be. Um, but really quickly, we want to talk about something a little bit more fun. We did mention this in the PTR patch notes. Hollow's End 2017 is coming. Lots of new skins, lots of new stuff. Um, I'm really excited about uh, a new Brightwing skin. Finally, how, how many years has it been since we've had a Brightwing skin? Uh, um, not since Alpha. Yeah, exactly. Um, been that I, mean, it was I think it was that terrible monkey thing. Monkey Brightwing yeah. came out in Alpha. Yep. Didn't you just insult Charlie? Isn't Monkey Brightwing his favorite skin? Yeah, I that's my point. I still <laughs> think Carl, it's terrible. We've had a, that point of contention since Nexus Night Owl days. It's... Our <laughs> friendship is built upon this tension. Yeah. He knows I make people hold bananas. He's just learned to Oh live. my gosh. I have a very 50-50 view on these skins. Um, some of them are wonderful, and others, like the Brightwing one, I just think are kind of questionable. Um, okay, to defend yeah, Blizzard on that, they have come out and said many times that for whatever reason, Brightwing is like one of the hardest heroes to make skins for, apparently. 
imagine that. I could definitely, definitely see that being a thing. But like, okay, I know you guys hate Overwatch. I get it. But the skins comparison in detail, there are, there's more effort on individual skins. Like the one we got for um, Cho'Gall, for example, kind of silly. Uh, same like Brightwing, I get is difficult, but Chogall like a pumpkin head. Yeah, that, that kind of feels a little <laughs> a feels head. bad, man. And and we'll talk. My personal least favorite. Two years in the making, we finally get a Gazlo skin. It's a paper bag. Whoa, paper wait, bag. don't we? It's a pretty fantastic paper bag. <laughs> like, man, if I played Gazlo, I'd buy that skin. I, it's pretty I, funny. I, so. I I feel like they screwed up on the Greymane skin. The the Doctor Wolfenstein, like mm-hmm. I I kind of I, I like okay yeah whatever that that's you know clever Wolfenstein, but like like Greymane's not Wolfenstein he's more uh, Jekyll and Hyde. I'm just saying. True. Yeah. I mean I think the murky one is one of the greatest skins that they've ever released. It, it's the pretty solid. Tiny Garden of Terror. Shampoo. So every time Garden of Terror comes up in in uh, ranked, are you just gonna pick Murky instantly Probably. to match? That way they, they won't be able to tell whether they're killing Murky or one of the little. <laughs> Especially with the big Tuna Kahuna talent, just have a giant, yeah. giant little, little Um, some of them are good. I I do think that some of them need a little more detail as far as like. They spend all this time animating and developing these things. It's just it, some of them feel like they missed the mark. Like it could have been one thing and it was another. Like you said with the gray main skin. I do think the Valera one is pretty sharp though. Valera is yeah. pretty good. It's it's yeah. similar to Vala's, and uh, yeah, uh, to kind of uh, piggyback off. The, I I think we talked about this a few weeks ago about buying skins and how much of a pain they are. Um, the nice thing is that we'll be getting the hollows and classic bundle, uh, again. So if you missed out on some of those skins, you will be able to purchase those if you want to. Um, but I think the, the coolest thing is this silly mount. Oh, the, uh, the picnic blanket. Yeah. Yeah. Picnic Stallion is my favorite for sure. No contest. Yeah, I Although, like. We need like a Rega or not Rhaegar, um, a Rexar Yogi Bear skin for that mount. <laughs> I, I I could get behind that. I do really like the Spectral Stallion though as well. It looks very cool with the like. Usually I'm not a big fan of the Spectral like kind of mounts, but yeah, seeing the bones inside through mm-hmm. there is is pretty cool. Yeah, I like definitely. The drawing of a horse on a horse. Yeah, right. That's pretty funny. Like that. That's that's a really good one. That's nice enough. He's, he's dressed sprays, up as a horse. The sprays and stuff are quite good for the. Uh, yeah, event. there there's some good sprays. There's some good portraits, but it's uh, unfortunate that uh, there's only one good portrait I've available. P Flame Gene knows what I'm talking about. I've got to buy brand new emojis. For this oh, one. you poor thing! They're so expensive. I feel so I, bad for you. I because I am this, this is my goal from now on. Like I, if, if there are emojis, I will own them. I will be the only guy, short of probably Gladman, who owns all the emojis. Is that the guy who's donated like a billion bits? 
Yeah, he's probably donated like ten thousand. He's or something he, like he's that. No, 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 it's way more. Lot. It's like it's like three four hundred thousand. Every team. Yeah, it's a huge no, amount. No, yeah. that's that's a lie. No, go look. No, I know he hasn't donated a hundred k to uh, lag superstars. Okay. <laughs> like oh, I can get on the leaderboard for for superstars. Oh. <laughs> Uh, playing ducks more than playing ducks is paying playing ducks. Ooh. <laughs> oh my it's goodness! It's called diamond skin now, Charlie. Keep I'm up. sorry. I'm sorry. My bad. There we go. But yeah, that uh, was a good one. That was really good, by the way. Um, if you're not familiar with that, playing ducks has been play paying their players for four plus months or something like that. <laughs> Anyways, esports. Uh, just a reminder, though, really quickly about the Hallows End event. Uh, don't. Don't hoard your loot chest. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> I saw I saw someone saying that they were gonna be like getting all of the Hallows End stuff because they had fifty something chests. I'm like, no, it doesn't work like that, buddy. Sorry, but anyways, you're guaranteed at least one of the limited time events. Uh, so that'll be good. That's one of those things where if you've been playing this game long enough to have that many loot boxes, how do you not know that they don't roll over for events? Otherwise, That's a good you question. Would, you would never have to, like, the whole point is to play the event. You would never have to play the event if you just hoard your loot boxes. There's no point in that. You can buy them, by all means, but you can't hoard them. Yeah, I, like, I don't know where this mentality of... Especially the older players who've been sitting on loot boxes for a while. You're like, oh, I'll just wait for the next hot thing and then open a bunch of chests and I'll get all the neat stuff. Shut up. Sit down. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's uh, going to be the event coming up shortly. Probably next week, I imagine. Uh, does, does the news supposed to even say what day it's going to be? I don't know. Anyways, let's move on. There's HEC news to talk about. We have a lot of uh, really cool stuff. To talk about as we do have two brand new teams coming to HEC, one for EU, one for North America. We do have, as uh, Zextrace calls them, the not amateur Heroes Hearth making it to HEC Pro, beating Even in Death, sending them out of HEC Pro and taking their to spot. To the surprise of no one. To be fair, those first two games looked really rough for Heroes Hearth. Yeah, even in death looked like a different team on that first game. Well, because they were taking it seriously, and Heroes Hearth probably wasn't taking them exactly. No, 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 no. They, I, I'm not saying Heroes Hearth didn't take it, take it seriously. They understood the situation they were in, but I don't think they Okay, I don't think they respected even in death's improvement. Don't, don't no, rewrite history. They made a bad, they had a bad They had draft. a bad game. They had a very bad draft and they looked terrible in game one against even in death. Is that I, the one they baited the multiple healer ban? It might have been. I don't know. There were six yeah. games. I don't think. <laughs> they all, they all mesh together. I don't think Heroes Hearth respected even in death enough those first two games. I don't think they respected the improvement even in death had throughout the course of getting beat on in the HGC. 
I mean, we'll have to agree to disagree because there's no way we can tell what their motivations are. But I highly doubt an amateur scene, an amateur team with the chance to qualify at a crucible one in taking its team at the team. It had plenty of time to scout for like for granted. I do. Like, I do wonder easy. if even in death, like I because I, I see Heroes Hearth, their play, aside from that first squeak of a game, their play being more advanced than even in death because this was even this first year or first half of the season, something like that. Um, I wonder if it had been reversed, the teams they faced, if they would have stayed in. Because Heroes Earth, I could see, as being mm. one of the top four. I don't know. Import Sport's pretty good. I mm-hmm. I really think that they got, probably could have beat even in death. Because yeah. um, they, they did beat Heroes Earth in the playoffs. Had the playoffs been the rules they were last uh, Crucible, mm-hmm. we'd probably be talking about imported support at the very least being an HEC Pro. It'll, although it's, although I think Heroes Earth would have beaten uh, LagF as well. Yeah. I think LagF set would have went to full seven. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, which has... How crushing is that for imported support? They faced LagF in the first Crucible and lost and in the second Crucible... They just, they, they almost had it, and they couldn't beat Lagaf. We just can't get rid of Lag Force. <laughs> it's just one of those things, it's it's going to be a building thing. It'll it'll happen, imported support, but, like, if they keep it up, like, that's that's how the scene grows, is you don't just give up and, you know, roster apocalypse all the teams. Like, you got to keep working at it. Like, when's the last time Dignitas had a roster change? They're top two, so but that, yeah, that's what I mean. If it's not broken, fix it, right? That's so. Like, if your if your team fails to make it an HEC twice, a lot of players are like, "This is this team is just not going to make it to the HGC. So Has I don't it been think you blow up the roster, the roster, but I think you should make at least a roster change, maybe two. But what about the between the roster changes and changing your play? Like as a team, like I mean, they've been doing it, it for a year, mm-hmm. it didn't work. One year, that, that's yeah, it. One year. That's all the effort. It was one hey, year. Yes, this is a MOBA we're talking about. <laughs> I'm not saying the org should quit heroes. I'm saying you make a change, and you still keep working on your play. You don't say, "Well, we're just gonna let you guys keep playing here, league, get another player, and hopefully we do better in the next Crucible." I'm okay. I'm wondering though. Sorry to go go on to import support more. I'm wondering if someone's going to pick up the aware because his play was absolutely phenomenal on support, especially Ariel. Yeah, no, I'll agree. I'll agree with that. But uh, to answer your question, they have been through a roster swap after it looks like January. Um, Hecarim J traded and shot all left. And were replaced by Swabs, Magoo, Specialty, and FZ Ignition. Mm-hmm. So, and then they've been together for a while now. Seven, eight months now. Yeah. So, but if your team fails, like, if they switch their roster up, so I'm kind of in agreement with Carl if I heard him right. Um, it is time to look for different options. 
Like, if you try to get into the HDC twice and you fall short, it's okay to look for some, you know, it's okay to switch things up in that case. I kind of side with Elena here. I think it's one of those things where if you're always changing things up, you have no stability to build on. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no sort of kind of core to go at and you can grow as a player if you keep playing there's just different plateaus you hit and you gotta play through them and they could just be in the middle of a plateau right now and it's suddenly all click for them in three months with a couple of meta changes and new heroes and whatever you know so there, you have to have some trepidation you can't just go yeah let's blow it up that's the answer because it's not like teams are I mean I never said blow it up I said like well, if you gotta blow drop up one, one person players, yeah change a player yeah, I'm not saying, like, blow the whole team up either. I, I guess it came out like that. But, yeah, you, you're saying make a pretty drastic change when you change out two players because chemistry between players is some is a thing. It, it grows. Well, not only, not it only that, but the roles. Like, what about a role switch as opposed to a roster switch? We've seen that happen I, with GFE, and it didn't help them. No, yeah. Like, I, I, yeah, I don't like role swaps either. We saw... Um, Kenma try that once and that just ended in failure. I think well, a that's swap my... is only something you consider when you take on a new player. Mm, it's, yeah. it's something where you go, okay, well, this guy we're acquiring is kind of better at your role and you also sort of off-tank, so let's have you do that instead. Like LagF La has had some serious problems with that, I feel like. Their support player has changed multiple times over the season. I know Big E was playing support for a while, and now I think Tomster is their main support, mm -hmm. which which feels bad to me because he's a really talented assassin player, and it just like, feels I awkward. Look at it as, I look at it as, like, with the teams in the open that are trying to get into the HJC, they're hungrier and more willing to try things as opposed to, like, the bottom two or three teams in HJC who are just getting by on being just good enough to stay out of being dropped out of the crucible like i, I don't, don't see them improving okay i don't think anybody on lagf is happy being last like these are guys that have been on top teams and it was a while ago but they've been really good and they're competitive guys right zuna's been a competitor for years he was a pro league player for a while, kind of boomed out when he came over to HOTS, and he did really well for a while. Mm -hmm. Like, they have the, the desire. They're not sitting here saying, I got my 20k a year, I'm happy. You know, that's all I need. Just got to worry about winning a Crucible match once every six months. <laughs> but that's the line between having five good players and having a good team. Like we talked about in that interview, like, if, if you can have good players but if they can't make the thing happen together it's not going to go anywhere and if you don't learn how what's the point yeah if you have players and they can't make anything happen it's not going to go anywhere so you make a role you're a, a roster swap hmm. her like, point I was think... though and it was a point that um uh what's his face made in the interview because i'm blanking on everything Justin where he said you could take the five best players in the country and put them all on one team, and he doesn't think they'd be the best team in the country. Like you said, like these guys, okay, so they're veterans of the MOBA, like they're veterans of the esports scene, but they're just barely staying afloat. They're treading water. Why are they not getting any better if they're that good? 
why are they constantly on the bottom? Because maybe just some of the players don't work well together. And, and we're 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 talking we're talking about it. We're talking about a problem that exists in mainstream sports as well. Where people yeah. complain about, oh, why why don't they stick together and try to work it out? Um, but yeah, it, it, it's yeah. it's it's more like, of a people problem and people like, working together problem. Esports is like women's gymnastics. There's a short time frame of your life that you're eligible. It's like teenage to mid twenties, and it's mm-hmm. like highly competitive, and it constantly rotates who's on top, and it's just gonna end in like five years for all of the people on the roster now. Well, I feel like we've talked about this before, but the the problem with top level competitiveness is like you're like in that top half percent of players and you're trying to play with other players that are that same skill level and egos can really come into to play uh, in a pretty hilarious fashion. But I, I feel like. I feel like an example of changing teams that has gone well, uh, we can really look at Glaurung. Because he was swapping teams constantly in 2016. He failed and, on every team he was on. Yeah. He and just then, made them worse. Like, he yeah. made them better for three months, and then they tanked. They were bad. Mm-hmm. And now with this roster on roll 20, he's he's found a way to make it work. And the team, I think, works around him and understands their role. And obviously it's done great things for them. Wasn't one of his things that the teams he would join, like, he would pinpoint shot call and it would gain speed and then tank? And this team has done the opposite, where, like, he did the shot calling and then when he stopped doing it, they got better. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's part of it. Thing, but, yeah, Glarong had a very, very micromanaging shot call. So what happened on Tempo Storm was they brought him on and he shot called and he shot called them all really well and they were all being very directed and it was great. And then eventually the players started turning their brains off to Glauron would tell them exactly what they needed to do and they didn't have to think about it. So they just became worse <laughs> players so because Glauron was shot calling mm-hmm. so specifically. Yeah. Well, also um, the, the big thing I think for Glauron uh, as well is he expanded his hero pool to where he couldn't get banned out. I mean, it was kind of the whole Mediv era. Where it was like, oh, just Ben out Medivh and, and Glaurung struggles on, on whatever yeah, here. Or ben, it was Zeratul. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think Glaurung's gotten better as a player, right? He's more versatile. He doesn't seem to be micromanaging his players anymore. He's not, like, choking out his players' growth. Like, Glaurung's much better than he was on Tempo Storm. Um, you know, so, yeah, players can, can change and can get, get better. And that's a high compliment because you really don't like Walrung either. If no, I remember I, I, mostly because of what he like of him in the early days, and because he was on Tempo Storm, and I'm a C9 fan, so I have to maintain the rivalry. <laughs> exactly. I want to just point out that Dethan17 in chat made a very good point saying, I feel like top teams scrim against top teams and low teams scrimming low teams. The low teams aren't going to grow outside of their box. So yeah, that's a problem we've kind of hit on before. Yeah, I will say say a minor region team that I've been talking with asked me if I could help them with scrims. So 
Yeah, the hookup DJ. Yeah. Well, I guess so. Yeah. Exactly. He's gonna call up Garn and say, "Hey, can you get my boys from this minor region of scrim?" And I was like, "Yeah, anything for you, DJ." So this is totally unrelated, but we didn't talk about it. But did you see that Australia has a brand new champion? We don't have. Nomia did nope. not win. Oh, yes. Really? Is it Deadly Kittens? No. Deadly Kittens is from Taiwan. Oh, they're New Zealand. Oh, really? Yeah. Deadly Kittens used Zealand. to be Please Buff Arthas. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. But uh, it was Dark Matter, I think is the, the team Yeah, it was name. Dark something. Dark Side? Dark side, dark sided. There we go, dark sided. But yeah, I, 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 for whatever reason, was up late that night and I got to watch that series and it was actually a really uh, tightly contested series and um, I'm excited to see some new blood. They, they had some. Their support player made some really insane clutch plays, so they'll be interesting to to watch and. The other exciting thing um, is. Then, with the announcement of BlizzCon and the schedule being posted, HGC no longer has to share a stage yes. with yes. the Warcraft Arena challenge, that, which means everything we do is all on our own now. We don't that makes me so anymore. happy. Because then we don't have heroes going till like 11, 12 o'clock at night. Yes, you um, can actually go to the concert this year because you don't have to wait for the Arena Finals to finish. Exactly. Yeah, I anymore. It's about the, about the Mythic Plus Invitational. Yeah, exactly. There we go. All right, we're moving out of our, our realm of, of, of knowledge here. But at HEC, uh, we had actually the two teams uh, continuing on were... Who was I? I just had that up. Uh, Diamond Skin and Lag Force defending their spots, um, if you couldn't tell from our discussion. But uh that's pretty good. I mean, that's what you want from Crucible. You want some teams moving up. You want some teams defending their spot. And we got both for both regions. Cool. <laughs> good stuff. Go team. Go team. Uh, but, yeah. Anything else we want to talk about before we, we close up the show? Any, I, any last minute additions? I was... I was uh... I'm not surprised Nomia didn't win. The loss of Arcaner was a pretty big hit to them mm-hmm. in that region. Um, I expected, I, I still expected Nomia to win, but them not winning didn't really surprise. Doesn't shock me. Um, someone was bound to bound to pick up that slack, and it looks like uh, Dark Art Killers or whoever. Dark sided. That, yeah, them. Uh, it looks like they decided to uh, step it up and. Now, were they? Hey, that's good news for Roll Twenty because Nomia always has their number and screws everything up in the group stages during whatever event. Did we go? Did you guys go over the group stages yet? No, I think I we'll go over those. Week, so I think we'll go over those next a week. Closer to BlizzCon. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, speaking of BlizzCon, what's your prediction for the announcement for Heroes? What would you think it would be? Um, well, there was a leak that leads me to believe something. But, in general, <laughs> it's a hero that breaks the game in some way. Like Shogal, or Apather, or Lost Ragnaros, Ragnaros and Viking, uh, Ragnaros and Varian last year. And Varian, yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, we'll probably get a map, hopefully, finally a Warcraft map. 
Nope. We have two snake and Overwatch maps. Just give us no either Arathi Basin or Warsong Gulch. That's all I want. Something. Blizzard, please. It's going to be like Moonfire. <laughs> um, my prediction is Charlie's finally going to get his wish and the, uh, the innkeeper will make it into uh, Heroes. That'd be, that'd be cool to bring in Blizzard's plant, their new content. Um, the one thing, because I know... I don't know. This is probably wrong. Um, but Blizzard waited to release an Overwatch hero until Overwatch was officially released to let them kind of do their own thing. So I don't know if Blizzard's going to wait for Hearthstone to do a couple more of the shorts and the comics and build up their scene before they pull in these characters. Um, yeah. But I would like Hearthstone here to show up. So... I don't know, it'd be really cool. Uh, if not, then, like, Gamescom next year or something. Yeah, because I've always kind of, like, I don't know if it's me, it was me being contrarian or whatever, but I always kind of <laughs> pushed back on, you know, the heroes, or the Hearthstone, heroes and Hearth, or whatever. You know what the, I'm trying to Hearthstone say. Hearthstone and heroes. That's Hashtag it. bring Hearthstone to heroes. Make it a thing, boys. But I always push that back, but now that they release that short, uh, you know, I'm like, okay, you've actually got a cast of people in here they all seem to have some kind of role within the end. Like you, like you can build off this. Like these are. This is not. You know. Sorry, Charlie. Summon. You know. Bring man bear shark guy to to heroes. You know. <laughs> this, this is. Bring, so so you'd be okay if they actual... brought the the mouse from the cinematic. I wouldn't mind seeing the mouse as like one of the innkeeper's ultimates. Isn't the mouse attached to the innkeeper or something? Yeah, it's innkeeper's type. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing that as an ultimate or something, or maybe even as trait. New Misha. Yeah. No, no, no. Like just, it, <laughs> it, no, like oh, it would automatically go out and grab like health globes and stuff nearby. Yeah, like, maybe. It would, I don't know. It would bring it, like or something else like involving Lunar's with little sister. But it'd be cool to bring some Hearthstone heroes. Yeah, so I'm like, trying. To... I, I completely support this now. I you know? only support Hearthstone heroes if I get Doomsayer and get to kill everyone on the battlefield. Oh once. my goodness! Oh <gasps> my goodness! That After ten be... seconds, every hero in the game. Everyone dies. dies. <laughs> Preferably I... on like the pirate map where there's coins just everywhere. Then. <laughs> speaking of that, I... no, you just that speaking of that, P Flame like... G was carrying how many coins? Twenty-four. Six. Oh, 26. Yeah. No, you get, like, a Malthiel, or not a Malthiel, um, a, uh, a Keldazad, or a Leoric, or a Murky on your team, and you just ult everybody, and you've got one person alive faster than everybody else to collect all the coins. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I hit Hogger. I, I feel... No, no one would ever be able to beat him. He'd be a 100% win rate hero. I feel okay. I feel like I have to make the disclaimer anytime I like predict anything that I don't actually know anything. I swear, even though I'm under like forty thousand NDAs from Blizzard, I've signed so many of those. It's stupid. But anyways, I I feel like we're gonna get some more features because Heroes 2.0 launched earlier this year, and they said that was kind of the the beginning of um, a lot of Big new features drops. coming into the game. And I, I feel like maybe we'll get some better social features maybe clans coming back into the game please hey you know what i don't know the battle net stuff is kind of doing that yeah it is to a degree so, i mean maybe yeah. they integrated into heroes and yeah we right, didn't so. even talk about that but a new battle net clients coming out comes in heroes no <laughs> no hey you That's... can turn it off join voice chat leave voice chat i'm so torn on this i'm not no, sure which way i'm i am on this 
After years and years of Dota, no, no voice. <laughs> most appealing features of Heroes to me is that you can't hear that 13-year-old kid at 7 o'clock at night complaining about how his team is never there when he's hunting across the map. <laughs> no! I, I feel like that's part of the damage of solo queue is that there is no way to communicate besides stopping what you're doing in-game and typing it out. Ping. The, the problem is, and it like in the situation that you were in earlier, um, giving mic comms to people in Heroes versus Overwatch. Overwatch, you can kind of like statically drop in and out of games if things are really toxic. Like if someone's being a jerk, like your only choice is either to if your only choice is to mute and get out of chat, or it's it's a weird thing to kind of want in the game speaking because of, you know people aren't going to use it right speaking of dropouts what about the idea of in things like quick match or unranked if somebody afk's out or drops out they get replaced with someone else as opposed to a bot no I'll one's going to like that no one's going to like that and it'll never work with the uh, with the reconnect system that blizzard has yeah that's uh, the other thing they're going to fix the reconnect yeah, system you, you can. watch <laughs> it i hate the reconnect they'd have to build system. a new engine for heroes that's what it is heroes 3.0 Three point oh, two point five, two point five point one, sir. <laughs> like, have, uh, I want to be able to observe my friends playing. That I hope they do actually announce. Oh, like okay, okay. I mean, now, now I'm actually dynamically jump into the game in StarCraft. Like, I don't know if the engine even can no, do that. No, no, you can't. Like, you have to be in the the start of game lobby. It just doesn't know how to handle that. Yeah, here's three point oh. It's coming. <laughs> it just seems like a thing that should, since there is an observer thing, it should, it but doesn't. like I said, there's a difference between yeah. I am in the lobby and created with it, and I'm just an invisible camera, This is the uh, in midway. This is the limitation of them building it on top of the StarCraft engine, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, but the other thing I'm going to speculate on is we'll have, like, caster announcer packs, like StarCraft. That'd be cool. Look for uh, me and Balrog's. Uh, announcer pack later on in 2018. Does that mean I get to have a uh, Shvimpy as part of my announcer oh pack? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Shvimpy! Where's my NBA Jam announcer pack? You can only play it with Asthma Dunk. Uh, that's fine. I'll be the best like... damn Asthma Dunk in the world. <laughs> oh, there, there is a, a Junkrat announcer on the PTR. I forgot to mention that. He oh, that's an cool. Announcer pack. Yeah, it's very entertaining. Uh, still yeah. not, still not as good as the Lily one. Kind of let's kind of explore this line. What are some of the things that Blizzard has worked with that could loan itself to celebrities, like not within Blizzard products? Oh, as in like put in the game? Yeah, like okay, example. Terry Crews, Terry Crews announcer for Heroes, please. <laughs> Okay. Please. That long those, that's what I'm talking about. Like, because Dota has. So yeah, Dota has that. They've got a Gladys announcer pack from Portal. Rick, Rick and Morty. And um, they've got. Like, oh, I, I don't know. I don't know about announcer pack in Heroes. But. It, it just seems like it's some kind of thing with legal or contracts or something because they're very particular about when they do things like that. Like even one of the not heroes for when Overwatch launched, they did the headphones through Taco Bell. 
but they're not doing like Lucio headphones on the gear shop because then they would have to pick one brand to go with. I think it has to do with like not picking one brand over the other as far as like their gear goes. I don't know if that crosses over to in game mm, as well. I don't know. Their branded gear is mostly Razer lately. But that's what I mean. Like they do have some, like those headphones I think were Steel Series. Mm-hmm. Oh no, those are Man of Wars. But like I don't know. With the in-game, it seems like they're they hint at other things, like the the Junkrat Joker skin, but it's not direct correlations. Like the Sandwich skin Morales has, they're they're close representations, but they don't cross over into actually representing other trademark things. Mm-hmm. So, like the as much as I love the NBA Jam's announcer, I don't know if they would ever license it to do it. So. Maybe we'll get um, Space Jam announcer. How about that? You can have Michael Jordan. Well, I don't know <laughs> if Kenny Main owns the rights to the announcer voice for NBA Jam. I mean, you didn't, wouldn't even have to do like uh, NBA Jam per se. You just have to get Kenny Main on there. Mm-hmm. True. Who is who is the, the the sportscaster who does the NBA Jam voice? Yeah. So. It's an interesting concept, though, because I did notice that the Blizzard career page has exploded in the last 24 hours with new positions available. So they're definitely looking for new talent for projects that they're working on. Here's the question. Did we get those announcements at BlizzCon? No, the only major announcement we're getting at BlizzCon is the next uh, Warcraft expansion. Mm-hmm. What about Diablo? No. <laughs> I'm telling you, Diablo 3 remastered. What about Warcraft 4? Nope. No Warcraft Uh, for you. Worst BlizzCon ever. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of BlizzCon, though, we did get the items actually revealed a little bit. So we did get to see what we're getting in Heroes. If you have a virtual ticket, um, the Razorback mount, the portrait spray, and um, banner. They're pretty cool. They're... They're they're okay. They're they're BlizzCon-y colors. <laughs> uh, the big the big spoiler though for BlizzCon, if you uh, didn't notice it yet, it did get taken down. But if you looked at the description of the World of Warcraft Sargeras shirt, it basically spoils. It yes. It, it spoils it, the end it of spoils Legion. The end of the next raid. Yeah. Which is yeah so. the end of Legion. Which makes me really curious. About the next expansion. Which means but. it's been photographed all over the internet already. Yeah, I mean, someone... so to be fair, like, the thing it spoiled has been in PTR data files. Like, people already knew. But there I didn't like, know. There been people looking for, like... Looking for those know, spoilers, like, yeah. People post, like, here, I found this, and, you, like, here's a spoiler, and you can read it if you want, but then it was just on the Blizzard Gear store. Yeah, I want to see the spoiler. Okay, I'll send Literally. it to you, but don't... <laughs> No, okay, so... I'll send it to you after the show, so we don't talk about it on the show. Here's the thing. I don't like playing MMOs, but I love the lore behind World of Warcraft. Like, Mm -hmm. there are days where I just read Wowpedia for hours on end. It it would be interesting if they would nap it out in a... Not like a storybook. I mean, maybe a storybook, but... Or even, like, make it like a YouTube chain. Like all of the cinematics in a row, so mm-hmm. you could follow it. But like the I quest mean, line, so much of it. <laughs> Sorry, my cat fell off. 
Oh. <laughs> what a dork. I was scratching his ear, and he's like, oh, God, that, yeah, and I stopped, but he kind of fell. Because he was bracing himself on the, uh, the stand on my desk. Yeah. So, sorry. No, but yeah, I, I love the lore behind World of Warcraft. It's so well, much. the thing, the spoiler is that somebody stabbed something. Isn't, Ooh. that's not much of a spoiler. <laughs> I, mean, I assume Sargeras gets stabbed. Oh, um. Somebody stabbed something. Also, with, um, the BlizzCon announcements, the gear shop has updated. For those of you who have virtual tickets, you can buy, there is some new Heroes merchandise, including hats that Jimmy hates, uh, HGC shirts, and the new pins for this year as well. I hated the hats. <laughs> I hate I I did not like the the block like lettering on the, I didn't like the block lettering on the the yeah, HGC you know, stuff. I I wish that the HGC design the jacket design, but it had the logoing of the Overwatch World Cup because it has the logo on the front and then real small on the back. It just has like the finals and the year of it. Like it's very simple design it's not overtly like the text on this is huge like i want the jacket but it's just a huge letter on the back of it it's a very strange jacket yeah most definitely um but should, before should the, pom -pom hat, the nexus palm hat <laughs> yeah maybe we'll see i don't know i'm trying to save money but blizzcon always screws that up i can't believe blizzcon's almost here though like 20 23 days 22 days that's crazy i'm super excited anyways um we went a little long because we started talking about blizzcon but uh, <laughs> any uh closing thoughts before we head off for uh for the week uh Balrog fan I'll, I'll start things with you uh follow me and willie doing rec league we started a league for a chair league basically but it's not for chair league it's our own league but it's going to take place in the off-season of Cheer League. So you can come watch uh, Nexus Commentary on Thursday for more Amateur Heroes action. There you have it. Make sure to follow that. I'm part of it as well. Uh, Zextras? Uh, what Charlie said. Also, I'm going to be casting uh, some TESPA action this Sunday from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Uh, I'm not sure who will be joining me, but somebody will be joining me, or it will be me and my cat casting. I'm not sure yet. So we'll get that figured out. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Nexus Commentaries. Uh, that's all I got. I really want to go to bed. Fiscord. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just ex I'm excited for BlizzCon. I am looking forward to Junkrat going live because it's very difficult to queue up on the PTR. Um, and I'm excited to see what's next. PFLMG. I'm proud of Blizzard for not making Junkrat playable at BlizzCon. I hope they calm down patches prior to big tournaments in the future. Oh, that's another thing that they'll probably announce. More details on the next season at HGC. So yes. we have that to look forward to. That's a guaranteed. Oh, that's a gimme. That's a that's a free space on your bingo BlizzCon board. Do you think they'll make major changes to HGC or tweak things? I think they'll just tweak things. I don't think there's any mm -hmm. major changes coming. As compared, um, as compared to the first year prior to HDC and the ladder system? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we're going back to the tournament system. Mm -mm. Nope. Unfortunately not. But uh, anyways, 
We fortunately thank not. you guys for <laughs> checking out Heroes Power. This has been episode 120. Make sure to check us out on iTunes, Google Play. Uh, give us reviews if you enjoy the show. Well, even if you don't enjoy the show, review us anyways. It helps uh, helps uh, grow the show. Check out BlizzPro.com to hear all the latest episodes and stay up to date on all current Blizzard news. News. YouTube.com slash BlizzPro for all previous video episodes. Discord.BlizzPro.com. Check that out. And check out the other shows on the BlizzPro Network. West March Workshop, Wednesdays at 6. Payload Podcast on thir- Thursdays at 7. Well Met, Mondays at 7. And Arcane Analysis, available on BlizzPro.com for World of Warcraft. This has been the Heroes Power Hour. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week. Enjoy your time in the Nexus. And stay tight. <laughs>